day two of recording into this cell phone rather than proper recording thing. Still don't have that cable out here in the woods. Have to make a trip into town. Anyway, have you ever been at uh, have you ever been at a really high elevation where the air is thin? If you go up into the mountains way up high, how does that affect boiling temperature? Just imagine you pull the car over on some mountain road, get out your little camp stove and put it on a picnic table and get some water heating. We know that boiling temperature is affected by air pressure, but which way is it? You know, does it go up or down? Is the boiling temperature lower than 100 degrees Celsius or higher? One way to know the answer is to have it memorized. This would be kind of the normal way to know this. (laughs) Uh, But it's hard to remember. Another way would be to do it by comparison with other things. So, for example, you could recall that the propane... There's a fire burning next to me. That's what that sound is. (laughs) You could recall that the propane in your barbecue tank is liquid under pressure. But as soon as it's released into atmospheric pressure into your barbecue, it turns into gas. And so that's just what boiling is when something turns from liquid into gas rapidly. So you could say... Okay, obviously, higher pressure raises the boiling point because at higher pressure, the propane is still a liquid, but at the same temperature, at lower pressure, it's a gas. I've heard this called thinking by analogy. And so if you pick the right analogy, make the right comparison, this works. The third way is to understand what the forces are that keep the water in your little percolator on your camp stove, that keep that water from turning into a gas. So how those forces change in elevation in our roadside coffee picnic situation will tell us which way the boiling temperature changes. So. My understanding is the molecules in liquid water are moving around all the time. They're bouncing around, they're bouncing into each other. Like if you imagine there are a bunch of billiard balls hitting against each other. If you add heat, they start bouncing around more vigorously. Raising the temperature is just adding more kinetic energy. So the the balls are bouncing around more vigorously. So they start bouncing into each other so hard that at some point, some of them have enough energy to break the bonds between them and really start spreading out, and the liquid is now a gas because there's a lot of space between the molecules. But in order for that to happen, they have to overcome the pressure around them. So if you imagine some a ball, uh, like a billiard ball, if you imagine them as billiard balls, and they're being pushed down, let's say... Um, even a billiard ball is pushed down into the, the pool table by gravity. 
So that's a lot of pressure for them to, you know, rise up against. And it's the same thing for the molecules in your water. The atmospheric pressure is pushing down upon them. And the ones that are within the water themselves, I guess they also have the water pressure or the pressure from the, from the water. So if we're higher up in elevation, we have less atmospheric pressure. The molecules need less energy to become gas. And, and temperature is just a measurement of kinetic energy of the molecules. So we have our answer. We don't need to memorize. We, we can also check our answer by doing the thinking by analogy thing just to make sure. Like, oh yeah, it's the same as in a, same as in a barbecue. So there we go. If we reduce pressure, we do reduce kinetic energy needed for the water to overcome the forces pushing down because the forces pushing down are less. And thus it will boil at a lower temperature. Also, knowing this makes making coffee more interesting. Or maybe you could just enjoy the taste in this nice time up in the mountains. Anyway, good luck out there. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back with another one tomorrow.